Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci & Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci & Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci & Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Vitucci says, don't invest and forget. Invest and forget. Invest and forget. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Vitucci of Vitucci & Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. Weekly jobless claims down for the fifth straight week and wholesale prices fell in August. But that good news apparently not sufficient enough to buoy the markets as housing, interest rates, and Fed action continues to roil the markets. Welcome once again to this edition of Don't Invest and Forget. We're here each and every week to help you keep your finger on the pulse of your money from Wall Street to Main Street to your wallet. Our host, 30-plus year financial manager, best-selling author, and the principal of Vitucci & Associates, Pat Vitucci, along with our own Don't Invest and Forget man on the street, Charlie Coyne, and I'm Craig Roberts. Well, Pat, certainly some good news today, inflation news, as we say, at least in terms of the producer price index down during the month of August. I think some folks are certainly encouraged that weekly jobless claims are down. And the latest were the railroads and labor unions apparently have reached a tentative agreement averting a nationwide railroad strike that, wow, I imagine would have had a really deleterious impact on the supply chain. Yeah, Craig, you talk about supply chain problems that we've been enduring for, gosh, how many months now? This would have just stymied basically the world, but most importantly, our country, when 60,000 employees walk off the job and 40% of the nation's long-distance trade is moved by rail, that's serious stuff. And you know, 7,000 trains would have been idled. The estimated daily cost was going to be $2 billion. So to their credit, they've settled. Wow, it's a whopping plan for the workers. 24% pay increase over five years. Gosh, almost 5% a year cost to the unions, which will certainly bleed through every loaf of bread and two by four that's delivered. It's going to cost X dollars more per product, but I guess that's the cost of doing business in this country. So we've got a serious issue averted. Santa Claus will come this year. There was some serious doubt whether... Um, Santa was going to be able to move all those toys through the rail system, but the good news is there'll be um, there'll be some fun stuff under the Christmas tree this year. That's a big, big story. Certainly, a lot of us uh, monitoring the economy has watched very, very carefully. Kind of related to that, Amazon, the darling of Wall Street, that's turned the retail world upside down. By the way, speaking of retail, last year we had the biggest increase in retail occupancy ever, ever, ever. Now, of course, we're coming off a real low. How many restaurants and boutique little retail fronts went out of business in the pandemic? So it came screaming back last year, which is a testament to America's entrepreneurial spirit that folks want to 
own their own company and open up a ceramic store or a hardware store or camera shop or an eyeglass shop. So we continue to see some really strong resurgence in the retail world. But Amazon canceled or closed 44 facilities and delayed 25 sites. More on top of that, just looking at their whole distribution network. So the industrial space has been on a tear the last four, five, six years, largely driven by Amazon and and their voracious appetite for renting out giant warehouses to store all their stuff. So when you and I go online and we want our stuff 24 hours from now, they can pull it out of any of these warehouse facilities. So kind of right-sizing themselves based on the new paradigm of supply and demand. And Amazon certainly moved the markets in a big, big way. You know, Pat, you, you had you'd mentioned, you know, a lot of the price increases of things that are going on. I, I often wonder, where are we going to be in 25 or 50 years? I, I, mean, I remember gasoline when it was priced, what, a long time ago, 25 cents a gallon. Well, now, what is it, $6 a gallon. Does that mean that, that in, in 25 or 30 years it's going to be $25 a gallon? I mean, well, where does this... Where does this end? We're not driving gasoline cars any longer. Well, that could get, be. You get rid of your gasoline car. You got 13 years to buy an electric car. I was out shopping and I saw a new Rivian, which is an um, electric car, and they had it on display at, at a, a retail center. And I said to the gentleman, how much do these cost? They range anywhere from ninety to 150000 It's a beautiful car. It looked kind of like a Tesla, but ninety to 150000 how can the average person spend that kind of money on an electric car, which in 13 years, there are a whole lot more competitors coming in. There's a Vietnamese company coming in that's opening up dealerships all around the Bay Area called VinFast, kind of a scaled down Tesla kind of a car. When they start bringing out models that the average Joe can afford, you know, 30, 40 grand, we're not going to have a problem with your scenario of $25 a gallon. Maybe electric cars aren't our biggest problem. Interest rates topped 6% this past week for the first time since 2008. Just a scant months ago, 30-year fixed rates were 2.5%. So you've got to have a whole lot more money. I saw a study. The average home-buying person, couple, will spend $750 more per month given the fact that rates have gone from 25 to 6 So. That could be a game ender for the average couple trying to get into their first home. So it's always um, trying to keep our finger on the pulse of where this is. But again, it topped 6% for the first time since 2008. That's 14 years ago, guys. There's this paradigm shift now that we're seeing here in California, Pat, between still seeing pretty high and, and somewhat stable real estate prices, although there has been some easing, but you look at that interest rate, it seems as if the paradigm shift then is moving from what had been for the last, what, maybe decade, the so-called seller's market, to what's now more and more becoming a landlord's market. Well, if you have to sell during these times and you're looking at, well, my neighbor got X dollars a couple months ago, so I should get X plus, and realtors are in the unenviable position of saying, sorry, your neighbor was selling at the peak, and now your houses are worth, I think the average home is selling for 12% less than it was just a c- couple months ago. So we've got, we've got expectations that need to be right-sided 
because we've got sellers that are thinking along the lines of just a few months ago. Sadly, that's not going to happen. But here's some good news, guys. I heard this on the radio the other day. Yes, I listen to radio because I think it's a great medium, and I'm glad our listeners are listening to radio as well. 90, age 90 is the new 40. So, Charlie. That's good news for Charlie. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) We've got hope. And here's why. There's been some studies that you're replacing our old blood with new blood. New blood apparently gives you the energy and much more virile. And I'm thinking from years ago when, when grandmother used to talk about having tired blood, maybe they yep. weren't so so far off the mark. <laughs> Geritol used to fix that, but yep. I don't think they sell Geritol yeah, I don't think so either. anymore. <laughs> that's, that's a very good question. If yeah. anyone, anyone in our audience knows where you can buy Geritol, that's a lot of snow. Between our longevity that we just talked about, and because 90 is the new 40, what is the financial implications of people living to be 110, 120, 130 routinely? I mean, the, the financial planning aspects turns everything on its head. All the studies we've shown is projections to age 100, projections to age 105. These life insurance policies that have been sold, the retirement planning going into this kind of longevity would be amazingly different. Well, more importantly, we are going to need more and more pickleball courts because all of those people are going to want to play pickleball. (laughs) That raises, as you point out, very important questions when it comes to things like making sure that you don't outlive your retirement dollars. Moreover, things like long-term care insurance, retirement homes, the health care system. There's going to be a substantial drain on that aspect of the U.S., if not global economy, as we continue to see people live longer and longer. And my big concern is how many of us are really prepared for it? I mean, I guess if you're a a late stage baby boomer, you know, you're already at retirement. But what if you're listening to this program, you're 40 years old and you're hearing for the first time that you could potentially see 100, 110, 120 years of longevity. Wow. What does that do in terms of having to shift some of the the strategy related to long-term retirement planning? Well, not even to speak of the Social Security system that is teetering at age 65, 66, full retirement age is going to be moved to 80. And uh, you'll work till 90 now instead of uh, 65 or 70. That brings to the to the issue of how do you start withdrawing from your retirement accounts? I mean, right now, required minimum date is 72. The real issue is how long can you let your retirement money stay in the investing world? to participate in this new alleged longer life. We've looked at letting your pre-tax money or let it ride as long as it can because it's growing tax deferred. I've got to believe Congress is going to say, wait a minute, 72 is way too young to start required minimum distribution. Let's make it age 80, perhaps. There was some legislation to move it to age 75, but it got quashed based on other priorities at that time. So it never hit the uh, Senate floor. Certainly you want to let your pre-tax money grow as long as you can. Certainly considering social security benefits at 62 would now seem pretty silly given these new longevity periods. Let your 401k ride as long as it can. Maximize that. Uh, So there's a whole host of issues that are dramatically changing as we speak, given medical improvements, 
diet is better, our our exercising is better, and correspondingly longer lives. And so when I heard this on the radio, 90 is the new 40, we used to say, you know, 70 is the new 50. And, and so we're changing these numbers around to look at actuality, look at actual numbers. So it's going to be profound effect on our retirement planning world that we've lived in for over 30 years, giving that kind of advice to our clients may be a little unsettling for them because the mindset has been, we've got ingrained in our brain, 65, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to retire and life is going to be wonderful and I'll have enough money to live on for the rest of my life, which may be 10 or 20 more years. Well, now it may be 30 or 40 more years that part-time job at Home Depot might not be something you would consider. Maybe you have to delve into some part-time activity to help supplement this longer period of life. Does this suggest, Pat, also a continued shift of the burden of responsibility for retirement? I mean, for example, for most of us, our parents or grandparents' generation largely look to Social Security. And in those days, if you retired with the mortgage paid off and a little bit of pension, Social Security for grandma and grandpa was quite adequate. Then we saw it begin to shift into, well, it was sort of a a shared responsibility. So much would come from Social Security, so much would come from pensions or individual retirement accounts or 401ks. Now I'm wondering, as we know, historically, Congress is sometimes years, decades behind the ball in actively entering to try and provide solutions. Certainly there's been no movement whatsoever to address the pending challenges that Social Security itself is facing as we see slowly more withdrawing from the system than paying into the system. So then it seems to me that this shift of burden is going to move pretty significantly on the shoulders of retirees or soon-to-be retirees, and that can be daunting. Yeah, there's no question, Uh, especially in the Bay Area, you're not going to get a Social Security check to cover any significant part of your monthly budget. In Ohio or Kansas, it will do a whole lot better. It will go a whole lot further. But to me, it's a a 90-10 split these days. 90% of the burden supporting yourself and or your spouse in retirement is from your 401k, your savings, your investment income. And the 10% really is from the Social Security check, which, let's face it, is not kept up with the madness. Yeah, this year we'll get the largest increase in something like 40 years because inflation has been off the charts. We'll get an 8, 9, 10% increase in January. But it's still not going to move the needle in terms of your commitments to feeding your family and paying your fuel bills, et cetera. It's, it's just off the charts burdening you personally, having little to no expectation of that Social Security check keeping up with inflation madness. So one final question I think is important for listeners who are feeling perhaps a little overwhelmed by this prospect, along with the current state of inflation and some of the housing challenges in a place like the San Francisco Bay Area that we all call home, and they look at this and then they're either overwhelmed and or feel paralyzed by the sense of, okay, I get that there's a looming problem. I just don't know what to do. Toward that end, how can the Don't Invest and Forget team help folks out? Well, we've got 14 Bay Area offices. We still provide a free consultation. Or if you're nervous about meeting in person, phone or Zoom works really well. We've gotten really good at Zoom calls, given the uh, COVID 
experience. I think it's really important to drill down and look at your portfolio, especially given this year with the metrics of the economy not doing particularly well. What are you invested in? What sectors are you invested in? Have you rotated to different sectors that are more participative given where the economy is going? We know where it's been. You don't want to be a rear view mirror investor and say, oh, this fund did great the first six months of 2022. That's where I'm putting my money. Don't suffer from rear view mirror investing. Prospectively look forward. Where are the 50 leading and lagging indicators going towards? That's where our projections are to put our clients' preponderance of monies. So it's all about prospectively looking forward. And let's face it, the average person listening to this show is very busy taking care of their kids, maybe looking after mom and dad. They're taking care of their house at 930 at night. Are they going to open up or read a prospectus? Our listeners call and come in. We give them an evaluation of what they're doing, what their expense ratios look like, what their performance is, what their asset allocation mix is. Is it appropriate for them given where they are in this time in their life? And if it looks great, we're going to tell them that. If it needs improvement here or there, we're going to give recommendations and they're free to take our recommendations and work with us or not. But I think it's important. We've talked about don't invest to forget for 30 years. This is especially important during this time when we've had a really poor economy. The, the numbers are not good. This past week, we saw another 1,200 point drop in one day. I mean, that's pretty unheard of. I think it was the fifth worst day in the history of record keeping. So if you're doing nothing about your portfolio, it's time to get the wake up call and say, well, I've got to start paying attention because the economy is changing. The sectors are moving. And if you're not keeping your finger on the pulse of where your money is and drilling down and looking at your asset mix, it's time to pull those statements out, come into one of our offices and get that free consultation. And again, that consultation available in any of the Bay Area offices of the Don't Invest and Forget team or over the Internet, as Pat suggests, even by phone. To schedule your appointment, two easy ways. You can go online to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call toll-free, 888-PLAN-WISE, 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or once again, online at don'tinvestandforget.com. Dot com. Pat Fittucci says, don't invest and forget, invest and forget, invest and forget. When you think about retirement, boy, there's a lot to be considering. Where are you going to retire? When are you going to retire? What are the goals are going to be once you've reached retirement? You're going to dive into that hobby that you've always dreamt of. Maybe take those trips and vacations with your spouse that you've been putting off for all of your life. Well, as you're considering all of the things that you will do once you reach retirement, there are some key things you need to consider going into it. And our host, Pat Fitucci, certainly has spent thousands of hours with, I can't even guess, Pat, how many clients and listeners down through the years talking about many of the important things that you need to think about as you're heading to and through retirement. Yeah, retirement, that golden age, that time when your schedule is your time and there's no need to report to anybody. Wow. This is what I've been waiting for for 40 plus years. Got to be careful what you wish for. It may come true. And so it could be the golden years. It could some disappointments, 
some roadblocks you hadn't thought about. Let's talk about some retirement planning tips to consider. Certainly, you want to have your finger on the pulse of where your investments are and have some systematic tracking system to make sure you are not overspending or you're not underspending. You don't want to perhaps leave a boatload of money and not enjoy the fruits of your labor. So it's always a a balancing act as to what you're spending and what you're earning. Is the return on your investment keeping track with your outlay? Inflow and the outflow, are are they kind of equal in your early years? Certainly inflation is something that will eat away at some of that opportunity. Finances are important, but let's talk about something very different. How about your physical health? A lot of people get into a regime of exercise, whatever your pleasure is, whether it's bicycling, swimming, pumping iron, jogging, got to be an element of physical health or else the stress of aging will have a deleterious effect on your longevity. I mean, every study shows that. And so we always emphasize when folks come in for that free retirement counseling session, what are you going to do in your spare time? What about your physical health? What's your schedule for putting that into a daily and weekly regime? We want our clients to live a whole long time. Maybe you didn't have time. You you're, you made an excuse while you were working. I didn't have time to take care of myself. Well, now I do have time. Developing those habits early on in your retirement years becomes really critically important. A lot of people have this idea, wow, I want to travel, I want to travel, and I want to travel. And so you got to be careful to budget your travel in that's reasonable, using good judgment and not blowing through your retirement money too early. So put yourself on some kind of a schedule, whether it's two major trips a year and three minor trips a year or you know, whatever your budget will allow, what's the line item in your budget that will provide for that kind of travel? And what level are you going to travel? You can always stay in five-star hotels or is Holiday Inn just fine for you? And you've got to really set those expectations. And you and your spouse, if you're, if you're married, having a meeting of the minds is the what's important. I'll stay in a Holiday Inn if I can squeeze one more trip a year to Europe or to Hawaii or Mexico, you know, whatever your favorite place is. We always talk about debt. I've always been a proponent of keeping a mortgage debt because it's smart debt. Certainly credit card debt is not smart. So you want to make sure going into retirement, you have a, a low or, or no balance on your credit cards. But let's face it, a, a, let's say a 4% mortgage interest rate after deductibility and after appreciation, you're really paying about zero in most years. And I can walk through any listener and demonstrate that on a clean eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. Maybe you want to work longer. Maybe it's a part-time job in your area of expertise. Maybe it's that Home Depot job kind of interests you. There's a social aspect to it. Maybe you're good at plumbing or electrical or whatever You can use those skills and get a chance to chat with people and give them some of your expertise. What about your friends? Are your friends retiring? I'm a tennis player, so I get together with my tennis buddies. A couple I've shared with me, they said, Pat, the worst thing I ever did was retire. I get up at 7.30, I have my coffee, I read the newspaper, I go online and see what's going on. It's 9 o'clock, nobody emails me anymore, nobody texts me, there's no voicemails. I have fallen off the grid. It's nine o'clock in the morning and 
I don't know what to do all day long. I can't play golf every day, nor do I want to. I can't play tennis every day. So you got to be careful to create a collection of activities, or maybe it's working longer. Maybe it's working part-time. Maybe you've got the skill set that somebody will pay you to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or a week, a month, or whatever the uh, frequency is. Does it balance out your life with enough intellectual stimulation and yes, some money on the side. Maybe money is not a motivator. Maybe it's more getting some uh, intellectual stimulation that's more important. So whole collection of activities. When our listeners come in for a consultation, we it's really a coaching session. We review the numbers. Yeah, that's important. That's a pretty routine part of the uh, interview. The more important part is what else are you going to do? What else is going to satisfy you? as your work perhaps satisfy you. And, and I got to tell you, men suffer from this more than women. Women have much more in-depth understanding of what life is all about. And as sexist as that sounds, men historically have identified themselves with who they are, what their position is, what their role is, what their title is perhaps, what their contribution is. And so the adjustment to retirement, I have seen men have a lot more difficulty than women. Having said that, they're the opposite can be true as well. But how are you going to get your ego stroked? What's your satisfaction level planting flowers in the backyard on a regular basis or doing other routine work? You can't clean the garage out every week. I mean, it just doesn't work out. And your wife is not going to let you alphabetize the herb drawer. That's her office. And you think you're going to go in there. I think I had a gal tell me, um, my husband retired. And I've got twice the husband and half the space. He's now crowding my my office in the home. So there's a whole adjustment period. And time is now uh, on your side. Uh, that's the good news. That's the bad news. If you don't use it wisely, you'll drive your, yourself crazy and maybe your spouse crazy as well. But we talk about those kinds of things in that interview to really get a sense of psychologically, are you prepared to have all this bountiful of time available, how are you going to fill it? You're not going to sit around uh, watching soap operas all day long. So again, that's kind of a plug to come into one of our Bay Area offices and let's have a, a frank discussion about, yeah, the money is important and cash flow is important and balancing the inflows and the outflows. But what about the other part of your life, the part you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to figure out how to consume all that extra time? Being prepared ultimately is not just important from a financial aspect, but also from a psychological aspect, as Pat suggests. Maybe you're not quite sure if you're ready at all. Answering the economic questions as well as the what next questions is an important part of what that complimentary financial health and retirement plan review can offer you. Available in any of the Bay Area offices of Vitucci and Associates, no obligation whatsoever, and you can easily make your appointment online. Simply go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Com. If you prefer, you can also make your appointment by phone. Simply dial 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or again, online at don'tinvestandforget.com. Pat Fittucci says, don't invest and forget. Invest and forget. Invest and forget. Much certainly is said throughout our 
childhood years and into our adult years about the importance of saving, whether it be saving as a child because you want to buy that special football, maybe you're working towards saving up to buy your first car later on in life, a home, preparing for a child's education, and certainly for most of us long-term, preparing for retirement. Most all of these goals seem to focus on the way out distant future. But other types of savings that we should be thinking about as the broader picture of our financial life. And Pat, toward that end, I guess it's it's a good idea. It's certainly uh, plaudible to suggest that folks really be focused on making sure they're taking care of their child's education and preparing for retirement. But are there other short-term savings goals that are important to us financially along the way? Yeah, that's a great question, Craig. I think there was a quote I really like, and it was written by Edmund Burke. I read this in one of his books. If we command our wealth, we shall be rich and free. If our wealth commands us, we are poor indeed. So it's getting a handle and actually controlling our financial life. And that's certainly easier said than done. More times than not, our bills, our wealth commands us. And so very subtle difference. And how emotional are you? And what kind of impulse buyer are you of stuff? And we're all guilty of it. We all want to buy stuff. And it's real exciting. But the novelty of that stuff wears off and it ends up in the garage, in the closet, in the corner, or given away or thrown away. So stuff gets us in trouble and we don't end up being good stewards of our money. So some basic stuff. Look, this is not rocket science. Certainly, we have to have an emergency fund. Stuff comes up, your muffler falls off, your transmission breaks, your roof leaks, your furnace stops working, you've got a plumber need, you've got electrical need, your lawnmower breaks. Name any one of those real-life things that happen to all of us, and it's no longer 100 bucks to bring that guy or gal in your house to fix whatever. It's 1000 or 2000 or 5000 to get house in order, as they say. So... Clearly, the golden rule about emergency funds, about six months of monthly overhead. If it costs you five grand a month to run your house, have about 25 or 30 grand hanging around so it doesn't infringe on your cash flow and you don't have to use your Visa card, which costs you, you know, upwards of 20% interest. Very subtle, but I've seen it time and time again where your child needs to borrow money from you because he or she didn't anticipate something. So you need to be a good model for your kids. And when they understand you've created an emergency fund for yourself, certainly that's something to model after to what your folks are doing. It's the debt issue that is the biggest thing for most of us. American household debt is about $137,000 and the median income is 59000 So it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out the arithmetic of that. Yeah, there's good debt, there's bad debt. You want to avoid non-deductible debt and only subscribe to tax-deductible debt, like a mortgage payment. Generally speaking, your home appreciates, not always, but over the many years, homes appreciate, so that's smart debt. Your car, your RV, your boat depreciates when you buy those things, and the debt on those are not deductible. Please let me emphasize that tax professionals are not a part of Vitucci and Associates staff, but we refer to professionals versed in those disciplines. So smart debt, debt on an appreciating asset, dumb debt, 
a debt on a depreciating asset that's not deductible. Big, big ramifications over the long haul, how that story ends up. And of course, that's going to drive your retirement date. Some people love their job. Some people hate their job. But you want to have the freedom to select when you want to go. Go out on your terms, not on your boss says, well, sorry, we're right-sizing the company and, you know, next Friday's your last day. And, oh, by the way, we're going to give you, you know, two-week severance. Big deal, right? So you want to retire on your terms, not on somebody else's terms. And your financial health, your financial preparedness is certainly a big issue. Most of the calls we get, Craig, for a consultation in any of our Bay Area offices is give me an inventory of what I'm doing today and am I on the right path to retire in X months or X years? They want a snapshot. They want a macro view of their financial life in one clean, crisp, eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. We can conclude that they are in great shape or they need to work 5.2 more years or they can never retire. Or they can retire next Friday. Get your boss on the phone right now. Say, hey, boss, sorry, thanks for the opportunity. I effectively, today, I quit. So depending upon the outcome of that one-hour session would drive optimism, would drive your outlook for what you want to do with the rest of your life. We're not going to live forever. We may want to travel. We may want to start a company. We may want to spend more time with kids, grandkids, parents. Name the passion. It's all about the freedom to do what you want to do. Having that finger on the pulse of what your intermediate financial goals are, I think is absolutely essential. Certainly all the insurances that you're spending is a big issue. Do you have long-term disability? Do you have long-term care? Health insurance, homeowner's insurance, car insurance? Are all those things getting in the way of your financial preparedness? And so that is the big question that can, frankly, drive your retirement date. Look for that snapshot. Create that snapshot yourself of where you are today. If you need help with that, come into one of our financial services offices in the Bay Area. Within an hour, we can give you a pretty good inventory of what you're doing, where the leaks are, where your pluses are. And we're going to be real candid. We're going to be real honest. But it's a friendly discussion. It's not a judgmental one. We're not judging you. We're just giving you kind of the state of the state message for your particular level of preparedness. I got to tell you, in most cases, when people come in and do that, they come out standing pretty tall. You know, the old adage, we're always hardest on ourselves, Craig. When you gather up all those loose ends, those dangling dollars in credit unions and IRAs and 401ks and you really begin to get a sense of, wow, I really am in much better shape than I thought I was. But you don't know that until you actually have the inventory prepared. So I would encourage your listeners to uh, get a snapshot. When do you want to retire? When can you really retire financially? And we'll be brutally honest. We're not mean people. We're not going to be rude. We're not going to be judgmental. It's always heartening to see people feeling pretty good about all their hard work over many years about how really what in pretty good shape they really are. To take advantage of that complimentary financial health and retirement plan review that Pat spoke of just a moment ago, why not call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-PLAN-WISE. Easier still, you can schedule your appointment conveniently online by going to don'tinvestandforget.com. 
That's don'tinvestandforget.com. In addition to scheduling your appointment online, you'll also find a number of resources available through the Investor Education tab, including articles and topics such as what we've discussed today on the program. Again, that's don'tinvestandforget.com to get more information or to schedule your complimentary appointment in any of the Bay Area offices of Vitucci and Associates. Don'tinvestandforget.com. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no-obligation financial plan tune-up in one of the area offices of Fatucci & Associates near you, go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call toll-free, 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Or visit don'tinvestandforget.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci & Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci & Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci & Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated.